Okay, there it goes. Awesome. They're probably all listening to us, but <laughs> at this point, everything's listening to you. So yeah. All right. Hey, listeners, how you doing this week? It's just me, Juniversa. Nick is on vacation or gone. I I don't know. I haven't heard from him. He hasn't texted me. He only said he wasn't available. So I have uh, a lot of fill-in friends and friends of the show to join this, join me on this episode. So this will be cool. So uh, first on my right here is my friend Noah. Noah, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I just came on to reveal to you the Shyamalan-esque twist that Nick never existed. And this is our intervention with you. So, yeah, I'm so sorry to reveal this to you. Oh, it's all right. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you were on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast, so it'd be aw- it's awesome to have you back. Yeah, yes, thank was, you. I can't believe yeah. you've put up with me for a second time. This is oh, no, no, yeah. See, insane. You, know, you, you were such a hit the first time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's also cool to just have you on because you, you listen to the show. And, um, you know, it, uh, it, uh, I was, we, I think we met through Diego and then we mm-hmm. met through Twitter. And for the longest time, I thought your name was Jacob. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just, yeah. it's a falsity. But to any fans listening to this, I also listen to their stuff, so just keep listening and retweeting, and eventually you'll be brought on. That's what happened to me. So, gotcha. Just well, keep listening. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just keep listening. You too can join us. Um, and thank you, Noah, for joining me. Um, to the right of Noah is my friend Summer. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Just avoiding COVID like the plague, which <laughs> makes sense. So, just gonna keep. Being safe, yeah, as should everyone else, despite the mask order. Right, yeah, that's uh, confusing. Um, very confusing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Oh man, I'm just gonna keep wearing mine. I just, I, I'm afraid that if I don't wear mine, people are gonna mistake me for uh, someone I don't want to be mistaken for. (laughs) So I guess I'm just gonna try to keep wearing it as much as I possibly can. Yeah, don't want to be like a, like a Karen or something. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah no. no. I get that. It's like how I can never wear red hats anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand yeah, what you mean. Like, or, you can't do that or else people are just going to assume. Yeah, What's or, that? What is the hat thing? Oh, oh, like, oh, oh from, MAGA. Yeah. MAGA, yeah. okay. Yeah. Red hats are dead. Red hats are like yeah. Charlie Chaplin mustaches. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. been ruined. Happened again. Just avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just red hats and Charlie Chaplin. Or Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. At, added to a list of things you just can't do (laughs) but uh yeah it's uh great to have you guys on and uh this will be a fun episode but we always like to ask people just you know um how are you doing introduce yourself a little bit um summer this is your first podcast so just tell us a little about yourself yeah um well i am a writer comedian i specialize in a lot of imitation and emulation so i can pretty much get on board with specific creators and writers and understand their style and sort of emulate their writing and sometimes their performances. And that's kind of my specialty. So I like doing a lot of um, Flight of the Concords. Uh, I like Taika Waititi a lot, Quentin Tarantino. Those are sort of my my special arenas. Nice. I'm a big, well, I think I was texting you about Taika. So I'm also a big Taika fan, but He's uh he's gonna do Thor: Love and Thunder, which seems pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, they're releasing a lot of um, 
a lot of like behind the scenes stuff now, which is mm -hmm. finally cool to be seeing after like a year of of nothing essentially yeah no movies or anything <laughs> yeah just, just surviving it's like yeah it's like uh it's like the end of mad max where they found the the green place after being in the desert <laughs> i have not seen mad oh, okay. max so i'm okay. so sorry to say no 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 i'm just i'm but just like throwing random it'll be added to my list yeah of like the five thousand things the thing is, though, is that it's more like Fury Road, where when we get there, it turns out it was all just a story, and all that's out there is <laughs> desert, and we all just have to live in this internal yeah. torment. So, yeah. well, we're on a, in a simulation, so I guess it's <laughs> it's more fun when we think that we're mm -hmm. in whatever we're in. Yeah, exactly. I don't just... actually believe we're in a simulation. No, it's okay. Put that out there. <laughs> like, uh, just Elon Musk just says that just for shits and giggles. Oh God. <laughs> That was, the, that was the worst SNL if anyone saw that. <laughs> that makes me crazy. I avoided that like the plague. Call <laughs> yeah, back to some. Yeah. No, was, thank uh, you. Yeah, Same. I don't know. I don't know if I don't want to get off topic on that, but uh, just one word to describe that episode I, if anyone wants I, to say. Have, have you listened to the Waffle Press podcast before <laughs> to get off topic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> get off topic constantly off topic. <laughs> That's like the, the, the part of the that's, that's part, part of the experience. Part of the appeal, yeah. That's what people <laughs> listen to this too. It's just to get me sidetracked. But uh, yeah, definitely talk. Definitely not going to talk about SNL. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, it's not yeah, not even worth it. But but you know what is worth? Uh, oh, we're still talking about. Are we still doing introductions? What? <laughs> well, if you want, to. I got confused. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I I was I was I was worried about the structure. I am. Uh, Noah Garcia. I go by Jacob Knight on all social media platforms. I just to give you background so I can pretend to have some standing of what I'm talking about. I am a current uh, long CSU Long Beach student. I've written for nerdbot.com. I'm currently working on lots of different projects. I'm a photographer, writer, and uh, a fan of uh, the Waffle Press. Oh, thank you. So. Thank you for listening. It's like PBS. Thank you to listeners like you. <laughs> but no, no, it's good to have you on, man. Yeah. Thank you so um, much. Of course. Yeah. So what we like to do at the top of the show, um, what is everyone reading? Any comic books? Or it doesn't even need to be a comic. Comic book could be just like anything sort of like pop culture related. If anyone wants to, to, to say. The only thing that I'm reading right now is uh, The Comedy Bible by Judy Carter. Hmm. Um, so I'm really starting to try and move towards doing some stand-up hopefully soon once some more clubs open up, but not exactly. I mean, it's a comic book, but not in like your sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it involves... it's a book for comics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you got of, it. It's like a catch-22. <laughs> but no, it seems like the full book is uh, definitely going to need more laughs. Right now. Yeah. I hope that I can provide some. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, you're, you're pretty funny. Yeah. Always enjoy your uh, Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. No, are you reading anything? Uh, well, I'm very excited for this Tuesday. Uh, Joelle Jones' uh, Wonder Girl comes out. There's a new member of the Wonder Woman family, Yara Floor. She's from Brazil. Very excited to read her book. Mm. I've been reading a lot of DC comics, a lot of, you know, Nightwing, Bat Family, a, a few things here and there. But aside from that reading, I've been... Um, just no, nothing extremely uh, new or interesting. Just that, that's just what I've been looking at right now. Oh, okay. Question for you: 
because yeah. I, I, I I don't have the money to buy everything. But since you were more into the bad books, what is uh, what is going on with Damian Wayne, my favorite? Robin? Oh my god, is he not okay. Robin or what? Because <laughs> I'm like I'm old and I don't have time to read everything anymore. Okay, as uh, uh, as if if people aren't informed, uh, the Bat Family has always been huge. Batman is the worst loner ever, and his biological son has had a bit of an identity crisis. He's in his like shitty teenage My Chemical Romance oh. phase. So while right. while he has the R in his suit, he's kind of just doing his own thing right now. Uh, he's in like a an anime-esque fighting tournament right now, which is going on in his own book. Okay. So he's kind of he's kind of taking a break from the family and kind of doing his own thing right now. So he, he it's 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 pretty good. It's uh, Peter J. Tomasi. Oh, writing okay. that one he's, he's and writing. patrick gleason i think so they're yeah. teaming back up for that i think oh okay but really really it's really fun it's very cute uh they're, they're the team it, that did uh batman and robin right yes yeah okay sorry to interrupt no it's okay but um if you don't know a lot about robins or any batman stuff this this gives you whatever explanation you need so if, if you want to if you ever heard of damian wayne you're like who is that why should i care it's yeah. it's a fun book to pick up. Number one just came out like a week ago. Yeah, a couple weeks. And, and you know, I'm I'm really glad for uh, that artist because a lot of artists whitewash that character because he's uh, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern and mm-hmm. Asian, right? Yes. Yeah, and so you should probably you should definitely depict uh, colors that or excuse me, um, excuse me, uh, characters that are people mm-hmm. of color. So yeah, yeah it gets a little it, annoying coloring can be really weird in comics sometimes you know you have characters that are you know it's it's a whole issue but we don't need to get into it but yeah yeah good for uh good for the artists for that run for sure yeah uh maybe i'll double check to make sure in case i'm ruining it but you you talk about what you've been oh yeah no for sure yeah um what i've been reading oh man um you know like all my books are on hold right now um so I'm just like reading um, just random graphic novels um, that I'm buying. Um, I read The Department of Truth, which is by James Tywin, which is really cool. I think like it's kind of getting really like picked up for some reason because it talks about like conspiracy theories. And it's basically like men in black, but they're hunting like conspiracy theorists. And they're like not like conspiracy theorists about like UFOs. They're like basically like QAnon people. Because in the book, it's like, it's where, so like the power of belief, like if you believe in something, it becomes real, is basically what's happening. So like if enough people believe in it, they create like almost their own reality. So it's like flat earthers. <laughs> they give like, like bad information to it. They're trying to like, uh, like stop like gatherings and stuff of like people that are like QAnon or um whatever in the book and it's it's really interesting because it's like it's very timely with uh, a lot of uh crazy people in this uh in this country right now um it's kind of like a graphic novel of like if anyone saw the the documentary on hbo it's like the into the storm the q mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that's really good it's beautifully illustrated um i'd have to look it up the artist but he's really good he looks like his artwork looks like bill Simkinwitz. I might mm-hmm. pronounce that, but it's by James Tywin, who you guys would know from the Batman books. But uh, the artist is Jenny, or excuse me, no, 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 sorry. The artist is Jenny from the Block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, I'm messing up. Uh, Martin, Martin Simmons. So mm-hmm. he's really great. 
quick than that. So definitely check that out. And I'm just like reading just like random stuff. So like Empire from Mark mm -hmm. Wade is really good. It's just on a uh, sort of like it's a science fiction of uh, like basically like a supervillain that conquers the whole world. But it's like him like just dealing with the fact like he gets kind of bored. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, he's did everything he did. He wanted. That was Megamind. Megamind. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, and I want to make a correction. Uh, this, the, the art for the Robin book is um, Gleb Melkanov. Oh, sorry. Okay. So all you commenters don't get me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we could like edit this or something if you want. <laughs> okay, like, okay. I've, I've done. I'm um, fallible. I'm fallible. Yeah. It's, no, good. it's all good. Let's make it happen. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's. I'm gonna check that out once I have like like some money to spare or something. <laughs> but cool, cool. Um, I guess that leads us to our next topic. Um, so yeah, Invincible is a comic book series that's been out since like I have no idea, like 2004. Um, if I'm wrong, it's okay. Um, but it has a Amazon adaption and it released um, last month. Um, the finale came out a few weeks ago, but mm -hmm. we've uh, finally got caught up in this show. And yeah, I just wanted to uh, talk about this show because I I think for animation, it's really interesting and it's really different than any other sort of superhero thing. Uh, right now, the closest thing I could think of is The Boys. But mm -hmm. yeah, this is um, the show, um, you know, and it's written by Robert Kirkman and he executive produced it. It's re it's interesting because, yeah, I guess let's just get right into it. Like uh, spoilers, anything, what have you? Yeah, but, we warned um, you guys, so don't complain. We yeah, were exactly. talking about spoilers today. Yeah, it's not my fault. Or they could just like pause it and like you know. But, yeah. You or know they could what? Just pause it. Watch all eight hour episodes, then come back, then yeah. listen. So it's that's... like yeah. Would you guys think of the length? I guess because it's like an hour an episode. Oh. That's, that's like its own movie. I thought it was, I mean, for the most part, I thought it lived up in each episode. Mm -hmm. I was entertained pretty thoroughly throughout. There's a few episodes like in the middle where it started to get a little tropey in terms of like, I'm, I'm a teenage superhero. And mm -hmm. that was kind of, that's sort of where I got a little bit bored. But mm -hmm. aside from that, I thought the length was great. I was thoroughly entertained. It was all fantastic, shocking. I'm not exactly like it. when I'm watching something on my own, I'm not quite a uh, audible, like physical reactor. But mm -hmm. this show had me like gasping out loud, <laughs> covering my eyes, just uh -huh. yeah. incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, it's really interesting because you're talking about tropes that like I, I would say like in the comic, it becomes like a little bit tropey, but it's like interesting in like how it kind of plays with that because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the first episode you see like basically like these, uh, this Avengers justice league group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think they're going to be like a big part and then they're not. He just like, uh, Omni man just mm -hmm. like wrecks them. <laughs> he just like basically kills them. And it's just like, um, you know, I mean like kind of that evil Superman, I feel like might be getting a little old for mm -hmm. a lot of people, but I think with Omni-Man, because it, it is uh, the evil Superman, but then it's also just like him as a dad, because yeah. Um, yeah. J.K. Simmons is like awesome. as Oh, he does fabulous work here. Yeah. Fabulous. He's like, he's just so like, he's like 
such a good like dad sort of like in the role is like i'm trying to think of like juno like he plays such a good dad <laughs> yeah, character that's right. yeah. yeah and then he's mm-hmm. also just like so evil because it's he, like whenever he does like really like evil sort of maniacal characters he handles it well because it's like i was uh watching this morning it just came up on my youtube recommends the algorithm work mm-hmm. uh someone <laughs> edited uh all of cave johnson's lines from portal 2 mm-hmm. uh to omni-man not sure if anyone ever played that game, but that's basically, that was the villain of the video game, mm-hmm. that J.K. Simmons voice, and it's like, yeah, just whenever, or even, like, stuff, I'm gonna reveal my, like, uh, niche nerdy obsession on Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, even him on Gravity Falls, like, he just, like, anything he does, he really commits mm-hmm. to. You guys- he, he, he has really great uh, emotional vocal range, where, like, in one scene, he could very much be soft and be it's okay and then transition to something else and he's like yelling and you you think he's gonna jump out and like become 3d and murder me so it's yeah it he has such wonderful uh, a wonderful diverse range of just vocals and emotions that he puts into his performance it was really good for sure for sure were you guys gravity falls fans i've seen like a few episodes okay uh but it was usually like a, a nighttime routine when i would just fall asleep so mm-hmm. I, I've probably seen like actually half of the episodes that I actually watched. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I've, there's yeah. probably some I missed too, but I, I love that show. It's the oh yeah, it's a cute, it's a cute show. show. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, we just <laughs> we knew. Uh, uh-huh, we did know, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those cute shows that starts out cute and then just gets uh, very much weirder as it goes mm-hmm. along. So it, it's 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 enjoyable, and I. I I get what you mean. I, I'm assuming you're relating like the Grunkle, the, the great uncle to Yeah, it's uh what it, yeah. what is the brother's name? I forgot. It's like there's Stan and then I forgot his JK Simmons character. Uh, but so, yeah, JK yeah. Simmons voice is someone there and that's Yeah, definitely. So yeah, and and I guess you'll uh yeah, we'll see him in J- as Jameson, I guess, in the new Spider Man. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, even though they made I'm sorry. They made uh they made Jameson basically Alex Jones at the end of Far From Home, which is uh not a good look, Marvel, to have uh Jameson be that, but you know. You know what? They're, they're gonna have one scene of him looking sad and then they're gonna be like, Oh, okay, so he's a good guy, never mind. Yeah, well it's they're just gonna, like he'll be fine. That I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, it's off topic, but like that after credit scene, like I could have been okay with Far From Home. But it was like a monkey's paw, where as soon as the Jameson cameo happened, because I, I, I think something leaked that I saw J.K. Simmons was in it. But like the way they used him, like, oh, no. That was like the only J.K. Simmons role. I'm like, no, that's not good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's great. Um, I was also going to say Stephen Ewan. He's definitely oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. I think as Invincible Mark Grayson, he really like carries the show. You really feel for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays like this role very well and in terms of like performance and voice work because i don't believe mm-hmm. he did any before he does a really good job mm-hmm. yeah honestly um i i haven't seen a whole lot with him in it aside from like the walking dead yeah but i would have been convinced that he had started off with voice acting based off of mm-hmm. how he did an invincible it was he was that good honestly yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, it's been his year because he's like nominated for Academy Award. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I still haven't seen Minari, but I've been meaning to. So, 
have, have those happened yet? The Academy Awards have those yeah. happened yet this year? Yeah. Okay. If they did, I I didn't hear about. It. So it's okay. You didn't need to watch it because uh, there's a lot of disappointment. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm, a lot of those shows are dying out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't. I I think it would have made more sense if they didn't have them this year if maybe they were like you know what let's delay it you guys will all still be nominated but let's wait until next year yeah. until we have more movies yeah or like not being in a pandemic yeah <laughs> that'd be nice but because uh yeah it was just like uh they were like oh like they had a bunch of people at the academy awards and then they were mm. like oh we're good because we're all tested and it was like oh okay like you're i don't know if you guys are vaccinated but like that's not because they're like oh yeah this is how we do it in productions that's not how it works they don't take off their masks like you guys are doing um but yeah <laughs> um but invincible yeah it's um, yeah back to invincible <laughs> yeah but, um uh i just want to speak real quick about the whole trope thing Oh yeah, I think, sure. I think you and I we've read the comics, right? Yes. Yeah. I, Summer, okay, have yeah. you have you had the chance to read <laughs> I've not read the comics. But no. uh I think what this show does that's similar to the comics is that they're very much aware of the comic book tropes like the alien or like the teen superhero. And what I feel the comics have done, as well as the show, what they've been able to execute is that they take those tropes and they make them interesting due to the characters and how said characters react in those tropes. You know what I mean? So it's it's a montage of training and learning. Any any show could do that, any any superhero show. But how Mark Grayson reacts and how he perseveres and how he experiences what well, makes it interesting. So the, the entire show, if they keep following along the comics, there's going to be so many tropes. You're going to see all of them. You're going to see death, marriage. You know, you see everything yeah. you'd ever expect in comics. But because they're told through this lens of Invincible and... You get to see uh, the characters and how they interact with these stories. That's what makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're, we're, yeah. So I think that's what really works about the show. Aside I think from there's just being a regular show, you know. Right, and I would agree with you. I think there's definitely some mirroring between like taking the tropes and putting a spin on it, and also mm -hmm. like taking some characters that already exist, like uh, Aquaman, and how yeah. now he's fish guy. <laughs> he's a fish. He's just a fish. It's yeah. like, it's almost like, it's very similar in that mirroring mirroring of how, hey, we're going to put a spin on this. Mm -hmm. Sort of like parody, spoofing, but not quite as dramatic. Yeah. Little Venture Bro-y kind of. You yeah, know? I was going to say, if you guys watch Venture <laughs> Brothers, they uh, they have like an Aquaman parody who's yeah. also a fish. So it's like, I guess <laughs> okay. like th that's like the go-to like Aquaman, like, mm -hmm. uh, is like just make him a fish but aquaman's Which, cool i, I know like it's aquaman. so funny because dc works <laughs> so hard to make aquaman cool with jason yeah. Mola, and now we we're never gonna think he's cool you know <laughs> everyone's gonna parry him as a fish it's never gonna work yeah <laughs> sorry dc oh well uh noah did you finish the whole comic because i believe it's like a hundred 20 issues right yeah uh the, the the comic jumped on my own radar about maybe two years ago but as i heard the show was coming out i said oh well i better finish the whole thing so i tried to binge it as much as i could i did finish it and uh okay. kind of just to reflect what summer said earlier uh i feel like throughout the comics there are times where it kind of lulls down yeah and it does kind of seem a little um not stagnant but rather rather than the characters organically going somewhere he introduces a situation and see how and 
and kind of just has them deal with it. Yeah, it's almost Which, like, uh, it, does it feel like mm-hmm. filler? Like yeah, <laughs> there have been some filler arcs, but you, okay. you know, I, I think Kirkman does a good job of eventually tying it back somehow. So, yeah. so I think the comic was interesting. Oh, what did you, you think, Gene? Um, you know, I, I, I think I forgot which because I, I read the omnibuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, those I, big I, fat books. Yeah, like a friend right. lent, lent that to mm-hmm. me, so I probably got like to the third or fourth. But I know what the ending is and everything, so I kind of looked ahead, but. I haven't uh, read to that point. I think uh, everything I've read, though, is, like, great. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I I think the adaption of this is a little bit better than the comic because I feel like like some of the characterizations, like, you guys like Robot and everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked Robot. Yeah, Robot's, like, I love that character. He's, like, one of the best um, things because it's, like, like they give, like, Robot more depth. Like, they flesh him out Mm -hmm. a little bit because I don't even, I don't think in the comic they they went too much into like how much he longs to be like uh, mm-hmm, like a person like a person right yeah i think in the seventh episode they have like a whole conversation of how like messed up it is that he's like wait you stole my dna and like a whole thing yeah i think in the i think in the comics it's like two panels they talk about it and that's it <laughs> yeah so this series has the benefit of having the perspective of all the comics being out so you can be like okay let's expand on this let's shorten yeah. this you know and- and what's his name is like Rexplode. I'm gonna yeah. mess up his name. Do you guys like that? That um, he's a comedian ha- actor. Um, um, he's on like Big oh, uh, yeah. I I had to ask my, my Jason my Manzukis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I could I at least in this I could not stand him. I mean I think that was intentional, but yeah. every yeah. time he spoke, I was like someone get him out of here, please. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a dick because it's like he, yeah. I don't know if it's just like in voice acting or just like the roles he plays, but like he, like because he's on uh, that one show. It's called uh, Close Enough. It's by mm-hmm. the guy who did Regular Show, the mm-hmm. Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. and he voices. It's like for a HBO, car- right? It's for HBO Max. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. really stupid, but like he kind of plays a similar dick in that show. So I'm not sure if he gets like that's just like his voice acting, like typecast. Yeah, kind of you need thing. an annoying character. You you hire him. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, do you remember, I think it went viral, that clip from, because everyone was dunking on it from Close Enough, where he's like, he's on, it's like his characters on Twitter, and then he's like, he's like, oh, I just love, like, hearing myself so I could, other one could validate me, and he says, like, something like, he makes fun of, like, how people uh, dislike superhero movies, but he's like, uh, he's mm-hmm. like, what, like, a, I'm not sure if anyone's seen that clip, but. I think I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, like he's on a cloud or yeah, something. Yeah, he's on a cloud and like everyone was dunking on it like, oh yeah, it's like like close enough. It's like defending mm-hmm. corporate superheroes. Yeah. Cuz he was just like all superhero movies are bad and then the characters are just like, well actually, due to the cinematic universes, now directors have the creative yeah. power and I'm like, what creative power? What are you talking yeah. about? You know, it's it I, was a whole thing. I thought it was just like I don't know. It's just like a one-off, like dumb, like one-off gag. I didn't really think too much about it. Like, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely like not in good faith. But uh, I just thought, like, I just also just like uh, his like voice acting in that scene because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, even though it was probably misaccurate, it was just uh, just cool to have him. Yeah, it was just funny in that line. Uh, I am curious uh, what the two of you think about uh, Amber. 
okay. because I saw some, there are some people online that were either like, oh, she made the right decision or some people were just totally bashing her. What, what, oh, what did you guys like, think of her? For dumping Rex Flood? Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> oh. no, for dumping, dumping um, Mark. Mark. Dump- oh, yeah. She, oh, After oh, she yeah. Amber, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I was thinking of Adam Eve. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm no, missing. I love Adam Eve, though. We can talk Got about her. Yeah, Adam Eve is great. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think of Amber? Um, I'll let Summer go first. I, yeah, I, I understand her frustrations, always having plans canceled or being bailed on. But when you know your boyfriend's a superhero mm-hmm. and you know that like in the, the college, uh, when they're at the university and they had that attack and she, she knew that Invincible was there to try and uh-huh. to save the day. Yet she still dumps him and gets upset with Mark afterwards. That is kind of where I'm like, well, I don't know if that's fair. I don't, yeah. I don't really, yeah, I can't really get behind that decision. Yeah, mm. I mean, cut him just a little bit of slack, right? Yeah, just like, you know, it's like, oh, man, you, you saved the world from Martians. It's like, I know you missed my birthday, but mm. I'd probably be dead. Yeah, I mean, he bought her that like rice strainer. Just, I mean, how much money was that at the at the little fair that they went to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's putting the effort in. Like, I don't know. And, I, I, I think if you know your boyfriend's a superhero, you got to be like, hey, is there something you're not telling me? You, know, you got to <laughs> give him the chance to come clean because then you're just closing that door of that conversation you know what i mean so if if it's clear he's not communicating that you have to trust him like okay he must have his reasons but i'm going to give him a chance to tell me to see like how much he trusts me but she just says no yeah she's like no yeah it's um got to communicate in relationships so for the most part i'm with her yeah it is yes it really is just like it it really is sad (laughs) yeah it's sadly (laughs) sadly i know but uh the character of amber they uh i believe in the comic she and mark date a little into college yeah so i don't know if she's gonna be in season two because it kind of seemed like they ended i don't yeah she might be right so, so she might be back i don't know but uh, i think it'll be interesting if she comes back Definitely. and what she'll do yeah amber yeah i, I uh understood her frustration like mm. she seems like the most like normal right like person on the yeah. show <laughs> i guess so like you know um coming from like a She's not involved in any like superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. I definitely see her getting mad, but you know, it's kind of you know, definitely have to consider the circumstances of like where Mark mm-hmm. is at and everything. He brought so, her a, a Mars uh, rock, a yeah, rock from yeah, Mars. That's true. Like, who else could do that? Like, I guess an astronaut, but you know, <laughs> like, yeah, she, you know. She could, she should give Mark Mark credit. Like, uh, what do you guys think of like the supporting cast, the like um, all the other characters? Because like the world building, and I think also the characters on the show are really, really um, like interesting, or they're just different, you know, than any other like superhero oh. thing I could think of, at least. Yeah, I really liked honestly most of the characters in this one. I mm-hmm. think one that I definitely want to learn more about who I just felt so bad for him. I felt like he always got the short end of the stick was uh, Cecil uh, oh, Walton yeah. Broggins, who I was like, what? This is Walton Broggins. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize that voice. I didn't either. I, I had to like 
pause and saw his name come up and I was like what that's who that is but man I just I felt so bad for him throughout the entire mm -hmm. series every everything that he was doing was like just for the best and everyone's mm -hmm. just hating on him Debbie's hating on him and yeah. she's just like I always hated you yeah. <laughs> it's like why and he's why? just like damn he's like damn girl your husband could kill all of us give me <laughs> yeah. a minute yeah I mean he's a little like altruistic you know I mean he's not like total like Nick Fury sort of like or like Batman even where he has well no he's kind of like Batman I guess where Batman has like a lot of plans to take people down if if they go rogue but you know, I mean, he was trying to do, like, the best. I mean, he wasn't mm -hmm. going to, like, like just, like, flat out, like, try to, like, kill anyone without reason. So, I, yeah, I like Cecil a lot, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the scene they gave him where he was, like, teleporting around the field. And Omni, is this his engagement, yeah. right? When Omni-Man was flying. And I thought that was a fun little back and forth they had. It, it was kind of like a tet showing, like, their relationship. And he's just like, mm -hmm. what what is happening? Just just. He, yeah. he's he he i don't know if he's a good person but he's trying to do good and i think that's what matters yeah yeah i mean yeah the way he goes about it might not be the best but he mm -hmm. definitely has like good intentions at heart yeah so that's really interesting for sure yeah cecil yeah, yeah. cecil underrated character right there mm -hmm. um i was gonna say i really uh enjoy adam adam eve yeah yeah, in the comics, well, don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, she's a big comic character, so it's it's interesting because it's mm -hmm. what's her name from Community, right? Uh, I'll look it up right now. I'll yeah, have it's a like list. Jillian, Jillian Jacobs. That voice oh, yeah. okay. It's Britta. Yeah, man, everyone's everyone. Yeah, it's a lot of they have a very good cast. Like this is a uh, mm -hmm. god freaking uh, like he brings back all the Walking Dead people <laughs> to be killed um, as like the like the the justice league knockoff yeah um, oh really whoa yeah. okay i gotta you look know, more into this i i appreciate it though that they 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 had their moment to shine because mm -hmm. I, I i believe in, in the comics uh the, the there was a difference between this and the comics because in the comics it's like maybe like four pages like they'll show up what happens and then they all just die immediately but <laughs> yeah. in the first episode the first episode you get to see them in action you set that precedence of how they operate and what their powers are so you give the audience time to be like okay this is our league this is our team whatever yeah. and then they had like a decent fight they had like a decent fight at the end i think if they had a bit more if they weren't as caught off as of guard if they weren't caught up guard like they were i think they would have had a chance maybe of beating omni man but in the comics they just get immediately killed so i appreciate that they had somewhat of an equal footing in yeah it's not it was a good fight it was a good fight i think yeah in the first that, that fight and I guess we'll get into like more of like the show's like brutality, but that was that was a really brutal fight. That was like hard to watch. He just like just like wrecks them. Yeah, they got completely slaughtered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and like I think a part of why the reason why uh, like they they were so I mean it was a good fight, but they were pretty they were pretty torn up. They're pretty outmatched. Mm -hmm yeah and i think it was because they were like seeing their own like colleagues being murdered in front of mm -hmm. them and they were having like these emotional reactions and getting all caught up in that but yeah yeah that was an, oh my god oh, yeah. yeah and also because i guess uh we'll go into the finale for a second because that was like one of the things where uh i guess the friends of omni man think like he's like mind controlled or mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they're just like so, what's happening. Yeah, yeah, some sort of like superhero, sort of like 
trope of like whenever the hero mm-hmm. gets like brainwashed or whatever um and like for the for those for those seven they were probably like thinking like they trust omni-man like omni-man is basically like superman in this mm-hmm. world he was like a beloved sort of figure you know mm-hmm. so i don't blame I, them and i know but, yeah i know halfway through the fight they're just like okay we just gotta yeah we, we can't but it was back. too late by the time it was yeah willing to go all out it was too late yeah when they when they killed the aquaman fish character it's like it's like no <laughs> it's like, yeah. then they're like all right kid gloves are off it's like aquaman's dead <laughs> yeah but uh i guess go right into the finale um what did you guys think because that was like that was really brutal like in the comics like it's like you know that's like a big issue i remember that you know that what that caught everyone by surprise mm-hmm. when that issue came around because i remember like it was in magazines and stuff but they really expanded <laughs> they really expanded it and mm-hmm. i was that was like hard to watch sometimes because it's it's like it's like he's beating mm-hmm. the shit out of them but then also like the um, like the emotions of like oh man it it's like the son having to like fight his father and like mm-hmm. you know this father that's kind of realizes he loves his son you know it's not just like his spawn or mm-hmm. whatever what do you guys think of that yeah i almost cried you almost cried okay <laughs> i almost cried yeah. uh most of the people i talk to always like that's the first thing they'll say about the show mm-hmm. is like oh that scene with the with Mark and the baseball uh, game just teared me up. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that because I, I think like Omni Man, like he's a very complex character, like in the comics and everything, but like in the show at least, um, he's not as just like uh, like black and white as in mm-hmm. like he was always evil. I think he's more like gray. I would say where. I don't, he feels like something at least for like his like his son or he realizes he mm-hmm. did you know and that's like it's that last episode you like it's centered at mark but then you also see omni-man kind of like fighting his uh like instincts as a Richemite. Richemite? yeah yeah so Richemite, yeah which is it it was so cool and i i, I can say at least between because i i, I keep, i'm sorry to keep bringing up the comics but I, I want to say I think the show does a really good job of really laying the foundations of his own relationship to his family. You know, when there's parts like when he's calling uh, uh, Mark's mom like a pet or whatever. Yeah. And seeing, seeing like that, that when, when you read it as comics, you, you don't just from my perspective, you don't have enough time to see the mom and his, and the father interact enough to understand how crazy what he say is saying is. I mean, in, in the show, we see the mom is her own character. She does her yeah. own investigating. You get scenes with her by herself. And it just, they do such a wonderful job of building that tension with these characters. And it's when when that whole fight happens, it was just so, it was such a wonderful execution. Everything's been building up. So when he was doing those insults, like it's for the good of our people, yeah. it didn't come off like a maniacal villain. It came mm-hmm. off as this person who was saying the excuses out loud yeah. so that he could push himself to do what he it, thinks he needs to do. It's almost like he's lying to himself, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to like validate like mm-hmm. what he's trying to do, and he can't really, yeah. Whereas in the comics, I think it happened, I think he betrayed the earth in like the second volume. Something like so that, yeah. It comes off a bit drier, if that right. makes sense, you know. Yeah, but in very, the show, it's just so much emotion. 
Yeah, it's more comic booky for sure because it's mm -hmm. like you know, for a lot of comics, like like the pacing, you know, what happens in between panels, you know, like these are different mediums than animation and comics. So, yeah, um, you know, perspective. Yeah. You have exactly. you have that perspective to know how to lay it out. Definitely. Uh, Summer, I'm interested. Uh, after watching the show, does it get you kind of interested in the comics? Or are you just like, yeah. nah, I'm not feeling it? Gonna... Yeah, honestly, um, I'm curious as to see what the comics are all about now. I would be very interested in reading them. However, I don't mm -hmm. want anything to, like, I want to watch the next season that comes yeah. out as is without mm -hmm. knowing anything ahead of time. Yeah. So, I mean, I suppose I can just stop reading the comics. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm into yeah. it. I want to know a little bit more about like some of the villains, like the, the cat guy that beat the absolute hell out of Mark. Oh Mark, yeah, like, oh, yeah, you were, you were asking. And he just Why was dips. he so powerful? Uh, How was he so powerful? He's an alien. He's the alien warlord. Okay. He's, he's just like vacations to Earth to beat people up. Oh, man, <laughs> there's so many other places. What's the what's the yeah. cat guy's name? Doesn't Oh my gosh, I'd have to look it up. Oh okay, but okay. yeah. Uh, I, I think that's always interesting when you have uh, comic book properties like this to see if non-comic book people find yeah. the source material uh, interesting. Because, I mean, as far as plot lines go, there hasn't been any deviation. So what, you'll see, what you've seen on the television screen is what you're going to get in the comics. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you don't have to worry too much of like, they did this instead. Like, there, there's yeah. a few character characterizations that are changed and perhaps even delved deeper in the show, but it's it's pretty much the same between the two mediums. Yeah. Were there yeah. any characters that were like removed from the series that were in the beginning of the um, comics? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think removed, but there have been some uh, alterations, uh, i.e. Mark's a best friend. I think he was never explicitly gay until they're in college. Yeah, I think uh, they changed the ethnicity of um, Amber. the girl Amber. Yeah, I think it's a lot of little changes that ultimately don't make too much of a difference, but are just kind of like fun adaptation changes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so well, yeah, especially if, if they came out, if these comics came out in two thousand four. Yeah, makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Oh, um, times. I think what's the name of the demon guy? The, oh uh, yeah. The... I think he's only in one panel of the comic. So if <laughs> yeah. you enjoyed that character, okay. if you enjoyed him, he's not there at all. Yeah, he's not in the comic guy. at all. Yeah, he, he he didn't get a. He just got sent away. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see like uh, all the like other Robert Kirkman mm -hmm. characters that he puts from like other image books in in the show because it's like well, like Wolfman, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, what do you guys think of like Robert Kirkman? Just like as a writer, you watch like Walking Dead or read like he's that guy gets around. Uh, well, I I, I need some clarification super quick. Did he? I know he was a part of the show. Did he write any of the episodes or anything, oh, or was he huh. just a part of the producing? Right, right. Um, well, um, no, he he wrote like the first episode. I'm looking it okay. up. I don't I don't know this off the top of my head, but yeah, he oh. wrote like the first and the last episode. And he was involved in producing, so I think it's more, he, you know, he was involved, but, like, you know, to a lesser degree. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy him. I, I've enjoyed it so far. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Summer, do you, uh, have you... Uh, yeah. I read, um, 
I read one one of those big thick ones of Walking Dead, <laughs> oh, and it was just books. pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was pretty entertained by that. Uh, okay. The Walking Dead was was pretty good up until nah, I don't even know yeah. which, which specific season, but <laughs> it's like everyone's it, it fell out. off. Yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. tapped out of Walking Dead for for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's got a good creative mind. I mm-hmm. enjoyed both of these. Th- these are the only things that I've read of him, mm-hmm. or not read, but consumed. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. He's a yeah. He's a very like subversive writer. Like, you know, I don't know if he gets like enough credit as like independent comic book writer who kind of like really tries to push uh, ownership, I guess, mm-hmm. in terms of like what you create. Because, uh, yeah, for for some companies, that's not as uh, prominent as it could be, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed with the longevity of his works. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walking Dead went on for like 100 plus issues. Yeah. In, uh, Invisible when... Uh, it finally, in, finally ended, too. Walking Invincible. I said Invisible. No, it's all good. Uh, Invincible went on for a hundred plus issues, and you know, in the world of comics, going a hundred issues in yeah. these days is is insane. Like nobody can do it because every so often they rechange the numbers for yeah. new people, or they I, I, cut the book off. So is I'm yeah. impressed with that. I think one of the only uh, writer writer artist duo to get to a hundred issues is like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby for Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. That's one of them that's coming to head. I'm sure there's other ones, but mm-hmm. that's like that's like a benchmark that I'm like just stating. So I think Seth MacFarlane as a writer for Spawn has been on. Oh, uh, oh like Todd, 100... Mc, Todd MacFarlane. Todd MacFarlane. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Seth like, MacFarlane. Yeah. Seeing comics too. <laughs> yeah. Comics. Oh, I was gonna say uh, Seth Rogen's in this. So. Yeah. He is. He's uh, the alien. Other Seth. Yeah. And Justin Roiland too. Oh Justin yeah. Justin Roiland was that big dumb oaf character before he was uh made into one of those robots yeah yeah, right. I, yeah. I remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like all the if fun rick voices. from rick and morty were like a, a teenage yeah. dumbass just, i like was it i don't know i haven't heard any other i guess i'd be more morty yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's true uh, i've heard some other characters who just know but it seems like he always just does the rick voice for a lot of stuff yeah. but you know like, what i i kind of love that yeah, yeah i'll take it cool. i'm fine with that yeah but um yeah no this um yeah the the comic just goes on and on but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out so yeah i'd recommend it i know i guess i'll finish it eventually <laughs> i have a lot to read you know it's not too much shit to read. there's lists all kinds of lists yeah shows movies comics books i have a whole bookshelf that's all yeah there you go <laughs> it's like i have many leather-bound books <laughs> Um, but yeah, just kind of, I guess, like final thoughts on the show, starting to wrap up. Um, well, what I really liked about it was the fact that so the art style reminded me a little bit of Ben Ten. I got oh, okay. like ben uh, 10 yeah, ben. I think so I've was, seen people edit it. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it kind of like the whole vibe or the tone was almost like a hey kids, like come in close real quick, come in mm-hmm. close this is what it's really like. <laughs> and it's just like kind of mind blowing because you, you have like this sort of like nostalgic feel for the art style at least. And then all of these really mature and gory kind of things happen mm-hmm. that really just open your eyes to, wow, if this was real, 
what would it look like? And kind of like Gene, what you said, the boys, but like the cartoon boys. Yeah, also on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, they just they just like uh, like Justice League sort of like parodies, I guess. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's a good point you made. Yeah, because it's like it almost like kind of plays on your expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you think it's going to be about something like oh superheroes when like something entirely different or a different take on it yeah no that's a very good uh observation uh i think i'm very i appreciate this show because it it really does a fantastic job of giving me these characters and seeing how they react to certain comic book tropes and i feel like everyone's tired not everyone but there are a lot of people that are kind of feeling um the disenchantment with comic book heroes and properties so i feel like if somebody watches this you're gonna be like oh yeah heroes are cool you know it's just it's sort of like a little it's it's more fire into my superhero oven that i can really appreciate it because i i needed that boost right now with yeah with all the comic stuff and all the superhero stuff i needed like a cool series like this to kind of fire me back up so i i I like it for that and you know what it makes the directors of these like, superhero movies go on to do different things. I'll, yeah. send, I'll, I'll send that clip to everyone after. Okay. <laughs> or uh, from uh, uh, the yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can't. I just had to like... <laughs> I just yeah, don't loop it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I um, I really enjoy this show. I'm going to see like the second season. Um, I'm really excited to um, see what they do because it, it just gets darker. Oh yeah, it gets crazier. Yeah. What? Oh my god. It's like Harry Potter or something. Yeah, one thing that I thought was pretty cool, sort of Mm -hmm. in terms of Harry Potter too, is the 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 invincible title, how it would get bloodier and bloodier every episode. And how like Harry Potter Warner Brothers sign would get darker and darker. Yeah. I liked that. That's a fun thing, especially if you're binging it. Yeah. Uh, Because I rewatched I I yeah. I wanted to make sure uh I definitely I wanted to make sure I had everything in my brain before we talked about it. So as I was rewatching it, I uh, I noticed that little bloodiness and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's yeah, it's cool. And cool. by season five, it's just gonna be a red screen. It's not gonna be. <laughs> you can't even see Invincible yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's absolutely traumatized for life, though. Oh, like that, that, a million percent, a million percent. He's gonna be the most traumatized out of, or at least in my superhero ignorance, like out of all of the superheroes, he's got to be the most traumatized. Yeah, Batman's got nothing Batman. on him. Batman's got nothing on him. Oh, I mean, like your father holding your face yeah. through a train as you split people in half and stuff. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. you and I your mean, dad's fight destroying a whole city. Yeah. It's like Man of Steel. <laughs> that was that was intense. I was going to say that train scene was like, yeah, oh I'm not, I wouldn't say like, oh, it's <sighs> uncomfortable, but like, yeah, it's a hard watch for sure. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it serves a point for sure. Um, But yeah, I was just going to. Yeah, I was gonna say like, and yeah, that um, yeah, that final fight brutal. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, um, my final thoughts on the show. I'm yeah, I'm just gonna keep watching at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, how was it? Um, before we wrap up, you guys binge watch this, and uh, thank you because I, I I believe I probably asked mm-hmm. like the week before. How was that like? It was uh, very enjoyable because. I I think as I said earlier, s- s- there is a superhero fatigue for some people, 
and I said, okay, well, I want to talk about this. Everyone's talked about this. Let me watch it. And it, so I, I'm glad I binged it all. And it very much is something that uh, once you binge it, you're going to want to watch it again. I, I've already told family members like, oh, let's watch this. Like, let's just watch episode one. Let's just do it. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a fun experience. Although I think yeah. we mentioned like the hour, 40 minute, I think we mentioned the time length earlier. Uh, but I think as Summer said, it's, it, it's every episode is entertaining. So you, you don't get bored, I think. Yeah, I'm not normally like a binge watcher. Um, mm -hmm. I'm glad I did for this one. There were a few episodes where I started to feel like, okay, this kind of seems like a typical superhero in high school movie mm -hmm. uh, sort of a thing. But then like, I, I can't remember which episode, episode six or whenever the episode where mark almost gets just killed uh by that cat alien oh. as we were talking about i want to say that's yeah. five or six maybe I think it's okay five. uh whichever one that was that like immediately got me back into it like that took me by surprise and mm -hmm. I, I i was back into it again so yeah, because you expect them kind of just to beat up the bad guy but then they get messed up mm -hmm. so badly so bad yeah mm -hmm. and so I think like if, if I had not binged it, the moment mm. I had gotten a little bit bored, I would have probably stopped watching for a while. Mm -hmm. I might not have even finished it. So binge to the rescue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I've been trying to like I, I don't know, I haven't like binged too much stuff. I I just like watch week to week, but yeah, binging is like, yeah, I mean if yeah, if it helps to watch and everything, definitely. Yeah definitely do that but uh cool cool well i guess i guess that's the end for this yeah um this was a awesome podcast thank you guys for uh joining me uh, thank you for having you. me yeah. yeah social media plugs where can people find you at what can um anything you want to promote yeah you for a summer no okay <laughs> um well, you can find me on Instagram at summer underscore Bugalka. You can also find me on YouTube at summer Bugalka or Twitter at summer Bugalka. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, just my first and my last name for the most part. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, you can find me every Friday talking about comic books and uh, fun things like that on the Geek Press every Friday. You can find me on Instagram at Noah Garcia underscore photography, where I post photography. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Knight underscore JK. And every Sunday I post another article about comic books at panels and pages at WordPress. So all those things you can find me at. Nice, nice. Um, you could find me on Instagram, G9892. Um, you could see my dumb tweets at Twitter at G9892. <laughs> and um, you could follow the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at the Waffle Press. Um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Um, you know, you could find something you do like um, or something you don't, but subscribe anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for watching. We've been unprofessionally, unpro excuse me, we've been professionally unprofessional. Darn, I messed up my own tagline. But anyway, see you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.